Cynic Empowerment. Isn't this just a Grinch movie, but with Freddy Krueger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elm Street is Whoville. <laughs> <laughs> that all makes sense. Speaking of Elm Street on Whoville, have you seen Joe Biden's most recent uh, interview with Yahoo News? Oh man, I bet it's I bet it's great. I bet he's really on point now, right? It's it's Did incredible. Exactly. I gotta yeah, I gotta yeah. send it to you. God damn it, where's the I can never figure out how to message with this okay, chat. Here we go. Oh Been using... insulted the black community. Let's check it out. Oh I, I, I just sent it. you one. I'm not saying the one you have is bad, but this one's only a minute and thirty four and it's it's beautiful. This one's two oh one. With huh? uh Lulu Garcia Navarro. I don't fucking know. From NPR, I don't, I don't, I just know the one that I sent you is the one I want you to watch. Twenty twenty, powered by Yahoo News. Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah. Good God. <laughs> He's like slurring his words. <laughs> Get a goddamn cue card, dude. What the fuck? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Holy fuck. <laughs> yes my god oh my god he sounds terrible <laughs> he sounds so fucking bad uh... oh my god my best my favorite I get fucking hammered and no i i know i know jack shit about foreign policy like a, a foreign policy uh or even how to manage a constituency, like on, on a very broad spectrum like that, I could be like ten beers deep and do better than that. That was my my rough. favorite part is when he 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 kept slurring over the word mental fitness and he couldn't yeah. say it and he just mental mental fitness. I I I don't need to take a mental fitness test. Like it, it, I don't know honestly on some like. On some level, it's so apparent and bad that you just feel like a shitty person for making fun of him for it. At the yeah. same time, he's trying to be my goddamn president, so I don't have to feel bad for uh, calling him out for it. That on that it's so it's so apparent that there's something cognitively not right for him, and obviously, in a general sense, it's not okay to make people make fun of people based on their cognitive state it's you're not supposed to be like oh look at the alzheimer's over here fucking alzheimer's brain look here look it's dementia boy you know what i mean right exactly. like obviously that's not a cool thing to do you're and obviously there's there's there you're punching down for sure mm -hmm. and, and but it, it's just interesting uh position that joe biden is is because he is dementia boy but at the same time thinks that he's uh, should just be given the presidency. Not to say that, you know, Trump isn't also dementia boy. Like, both their brains are rotting. Neither one is fit to be president. But, um, yeah. I don't know. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, I, so I saw a different... Uh, I clicked on the link that you sent me, and this is from a same set of interviews. So who, who knows how long that this interview had been going on? Uh, but the other one was him, uh... Uh, responding to the deportation of immigrants, he referenced Venezuela, and he um, 
he uh, uh, effectively just didn't answer any of the questions. It's almost like he wasn't responding, which is not necessarily abnormal for a politician. Yeah, about to say, yeah. But he was doing it in a very blatant capacity. Like, they asked him a question, and he said, yes, yes, but another thing. And he just totally didn't answer the question. <laughs> so I, let me let me watch this one. Um, if, you, if you thought that was good, you're not ready for what you're about to watch. No! No! <laughs> The simulation's getting pretty weak, man. Dude, super weak. And what? And what's? Yeah, this is like a side thing, but you know, um, Joe Biden is going through his uh, his VP picks, and he's going through like a bunch of like centrist, different uh, black women that yeah. he, he's perusing of who should be the VP. Mm-hmm. And like, I sent a, a message to one of my friends the other day, uh, basically saying that uh, if you don't vote for Joe Biden, that means you're racist. And then literally today I saw like in my news feed, there was uh, let me find here. Bah, 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 bah. It was from the Washington post. And wait one second, wait one second, wait one second. God damn it. I just took these. Hold it, hold it, hold wait, it. I just said, da, 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 da. okay. So this is the title of the Washington Post article. The real reason people object to Biden's VP choices, racism. Wow. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. It's like just joking with the other day. I was like, you know exactly what the liberal news media is going to do. They're going to say that anyone that doesn't vote for Joe Biden is racist and they hate black women. And then literally the next day, <laughs> Washington Post article. Yeah, de- dehumanizing uh, his you know, what it was very much his constituency in the primaries, uh, just by uh, using them as this crowbar. Oh, yeah. Leverage support. Exactly. This uh, is like the, In the video that I watched prior to the one that you showed me, he was talking about his black supporters being a very, very diverse group. They've got all kinds of things going on. Very diverse group. I'm like, dude, you, it sounds like you're objectifying them right now. Like you're <laughs> yeah. lumping them all into a fucking category that is a diverse group. Like, And I don't know. It, it's it's kind of difficult to make something like diversity sound bad, but he managed to do it in like a 15-second <laughs> soundbite. Yeah. Jesus. Yep. <sighs> yeah. It's like yep. how out of touch can these people get? Before the rest of the public turns around and says, "Like this, these people aren't even human anymore. Like they, they, they're so far uh, disinterested in their communities, uh, locked behind their sprawling estate-gated communities that they, they don't even know what normal human interaction looks like anymore." The problem is, is that people are so goddamn fucking invested in their own side that, like, if you were to have this conversation. With like most like I don't know Democrat people, they'd be like, "But what about Trump? You're not saying bad things about Trump." It's like, "Yeah, Trump's bad too, but Biden's also bad." But you're just hurting Biden. Well, hurt Biden? I don't fucking care. You're hurting Biden. (laughs) It's like you know what really hurts hurts. Stop saying words. Stop speaking. Stop having opinions. You're only allowed to. Don't go on Trump. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we have a two-party system, and you either vote for one or you're effectively voting for the other. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, man. Like, oh! I, I don't have to do that. I did vote for a, a Democratic person today. Um, uh, first ever, maybe supposedly, form of voter discrimination that I've ever received. But it was very slight, so I don't know. I might be hypersensitive to it because I do live in the great state of Tennessee. But I went and voted uh, for a guy that I hadn't heard of. So this is something that I'm kind of ashamed to admit, but I'd forgotten that it was election day today. And I didn't um, know, but I'm also not in Tennessee, so that's my well, Election out. day in Tennessee, yeah. And uh, I was having lunch in the park with um, with uh, a friend, and I saw that there were all these signs out in front of a church that's normally not uh, inhabited, you know, especially on a Thursday afternoon. So like, what's the deal with that? And I see signs like, vote here, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, oh, shit. Quick Google search. It's election day. God damn it. So we try to do some quick research real quick on the candidates. And the person who is the incumbent is expected to win by a very, very large margin to the degree that he's the only person – Mark Green is his name. He's the only person that had any kind of rapport with the surrounding community, and he was expected to win by a very large margin. There was a Democrat who I was not familiar of, but he, but he was very much neoliberal, and then two independent candidates, one of which was running on the fact that he was a 25-year veteran, and the other was running on the fact that he was a fucking fascist. He was straight up like nation, blood, and honor fascist. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, holy shit. Like, I got the last guy, and it was just like, um, it was a dude in a flat bill cap. Um, here, let me see if I can. And that's the fascist? Well, yeah, he was. Exactly. So that's what surprised me so much. Fascist can wear flat bill caps? (laughs) I went to his, I went to his website, and, uh, he looked like, a low like a low working class dude uh he had a, a like a flat bill cap he had like kind of a scruffy looking beard he was a dumpy looking kind of white guy uh i was like one i'm surprised that this is the picture that he would choose in order to run in a state like tennessee who very much is like put your best foot forward for business kind of state yeah and here in the first couple of sentences he's like I'm going to tell you what I'm all about. Second Amendment rights, God, and honor, and blood, and heritage. I'm like, whoa, dude. And don't don't forget the soil. Don't forget the soil. Yeah, blood and soil. <laughs> Scott Virera. What is he, Italian? Check out his web. So, yeah, he chose to... I can't tell what's on his hat. It's not a flat bill cap. Uh, I got that wrong, but... It is a hat. He does have a scruffy beard, and he's dumpy yeah, looking. Yeah, it looks guy. horrible. It looks yeah horrible. Gun owners of America shirt. Like I wouldn't vote for him just based on that goddamn shitty goatee. Yeah. So on the issues, let's check this guy out. So he's pro-American, pro-Second Amendment, pro-American values, pro-American principles, pro-American foundation. Uh. So what do these things mean, sir? <laughs> The utopian scheme of leveling and a community of goods are as visionary and impractical as those who vest all property in the crown. These ideas are arbitrary, despotic, and in our government, unconstitutional. 
Equal rights, not equal oh, things. <laughs> we wrote America four times. Okay. Mm-hmm. He is a constitutionalist. All about the founding fathers' principles and values. The thing is, is it's like the more I read about the founding fathers, the less I like them. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like I, I they... don't respect them anymore. Like, they were anti-democracy. Like, they hated democracy. Mm-hmm. Like, they hated it so fucking much. Like, you couldn't even vote for Senate until, like, 1917. Like, mm-hmm. the, the the American populists weren't allowed to vote for senators directly. It was voted for by, like, some other dude, like the president or whatever. Like, the only thing, like, when they first made the Constitution that people were allowed to directly vote for was for the House and that was only after like months of infighting of them arguing of like why the common people shouldn't be allowed to vote for shit and then they're like fine we'll give them the house and then the states oh, were thanks. like and then the states were like this thing still kind of sucks like you just like the only thing in here that like gives people anything is being able to vote for their House of Representatives. And they're like, yeah, what more do you want? They're like, uh, you got to you gotta spice it up a little bit. And then they put the Bill of Rights in as an afterthought. They're like, yeah. all right, fine, we'll put some fucking Bill of fucking Rights in this shit. Or, you know, any type of message about equality or mentioning people in general was always referring to white males exclusively. Like, well, those those are the only people that really exist, right? Like, everybody else is either a helpmate to those white males or property of those white males. So, fuck them. Whoa. Hey, this this Scott guy, he's pro-same-sex marriage. I saw that. Yeah. He's like, hey, this is a major thing right now, but, hey, don't worry about it. So, what what I effectively get here is that... uh, He's like uh, skimming votes from the uh, LGBTQ plus peoples uh, based on the fact that they have constitutional rights uh, derived oh. from being born slash legal citizens. So even in that, he's not necessarily referencing the same sex marriage thing uh, as being uh, a good thing that increases our diversity Whoa, or allowing people to be dude, awesome. He, he... His last thing here, human trafficking, modern day slavery. He's slavery never went away. We got it. What the? This is incredible. Are you seeing this? Oh yeah, human human trafficking and modern day slavery. Yeah, like most politicians, like no one acknowledges this shit. We talk about this shit all the time. Look at me. I'm like ragging on this guy, and I didn't even know that he was uh, in support of the abolition of human trafficking and I modern mean... day slavery. I mean, he's anti-abortion, but he's also anti-modern-day slavery, which, I mean, no Republican or Democrat is anti-against that. Like, they both eat that shit up. It's kind of funny that they're not against that shit, shit outright. It's because there's no—it's just like the thing, just no one talks about it. And, like, the news doesn't cover it, so they never have to talk about it. They just—they only give them softball questions. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do to end human trafficking? And then Joe Biden's just like, uh, yeah, yes, 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 uh, the diversity is, there's a very diverse group. And, uh, my mental fitness, my mental fitness. <laughs> I like this beer, boobs, and freedom shirt. Beer, boobs, and freedom. Like, I feel like this is the kind of guy that would be fun to talk to like after you've had like four beers 
at like yeah. the bar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where you could be like, well, why do you think that? Well, why do you think that? That's pretty weird. You have an unusual conglomeration of ideas there, sir. But I feel like that's everyone though. Like this is like this is like a. I feel like this is like a re- realistic, like image, of. Just like your average Joe American of just like, I like guns. I want to keep my guns. I don't like abortions. Abortions are bad. Like even in his immigration section, which is only two sentences, he's like, we should we should close up the border, but we should also make the process better for people that want to come here legally. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm not anti people being here. I'm anti people being here illegally. Right, but but that would be like the same thing. Like, I don't support police brutality, but I do support police. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, well, you really shouldn't have, uh, you know, you really shouldn't have militant borders to begin with. And when you say legal, you just basically mean as to whatever the municipality ascribes as being just according to them and their wealthy constituency. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, the immigration issue, I feel like it is really complex, and people try to make it, like, way too absolutist, but it's, like, Mm -hmm. as of now, I mean, even though Republicans and shit like that say they hate immigration, deep down they love it because they're wage slaves in so many of, like, their donors' industries, right? Like, what was, what was, it wasn't, like, the cock brother, well, not one of the cock brothers, but, like, it was a different cock that owned the cock factory like the chicken factory remember that and it had like a bunch of illegal immigrants it was like a cock related foods that wasn't the cock brothers right remember and and then and the illegal immigrants they made a uh a complaint about the sexual harassment of the employees and what do you know Snap of the finger, once you start having a trial of these people wanting to be treated like fucking human beings, what do you know? Ice mm-hmm. just came out of nowhere. Somehow these down. people have been working in these factories for decades and mm-hmm. never had a fucking issue with ice. But once they made a complaint and tried to improve the working conditions, ice came out of the woodwork and, and put a bunch of them in prison and separated them from their fucking kids. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, and that's facilitated through our shitty goddamn fucking immigration system that makes it really hard to come here legally and almost like i don't know incentivizes you to come here illegally where you don't have as many rights as a working citizen and you get put into like i don't know working uh in the 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 back rooms of restaurants and what have you uh, can you do you know if you can be deported off of a work visa relatively easily? I don't fucking know. I mean, all these people don't have work visas, but right. I, I, I mean, I have no idea. Even even at a legal standpoint, I'm trying to think like if they went through every legal line that they could in order to acquire a work visa, and they were here, say, uh, you know, working as a farmhand or something like that, right? Uh, or working in a in a uh, a, a, a poultry production factory and they had a uh an organized labor complaint that they brought to the owners of the company collectively and then they sought the the owners sought to um oppress them by deporting them immediately i mean i i I suppose that that could just be simply a course of action that they could take in the instance that they were under any kind of reasonable fire yeah 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, yeah, so exactly. And that's why they're the perfect employee base. So it's it's like a lot of these people, like, you know, richy to rich people act like they don't like illegal immigrants, but they're fucking great mm-hmm. because they can be used and abused and uh, paid shit wages. And so, yeah, um, it, it's probably not as easy to say that it's simply environmental determinism that is uh, encouraging Mexicans to come across the border. And I assume that we're talking, I mean, like we're not effectively talking like Mexicans as being the only immigrants here, but as far as underpaid oppressed workers that are a relatively large minority in the United States, uh, these folks are, um, you know, under such conditions in Mexico that they are unable to find work that is even relatively as uh as is incentivized as working in these despotic conditions right like like a poultry processing factory right and it's just like as a as a a middle class white male it's just really hard for me to comprehend and i think it's it's so hard to comprehend for a lot of these folks uh that are on the conservative right that they just can't like I, I want to be compassionate for them, but I know that if I give them compassion, then their lack of compassion, even if it's based on ignorance, will ultimately just compound itself over time in order to produce literal slavery again. Well, this guy's anti-slavery. Yeah, well, that's what he says. That's what yeah, he says. Well, yeah, I mean I guess all I'm trying to say is that the, the immigration issue is more complicated than it's just like we should abolish all borders or we should – enforce borderism this, this is all i'm trying to get at and yeah we should have uh and, I, and it's hard to say what the right answer is uh, you're totally right it, it's so easy to be absolutist about these huge issues and knowing where one country ends and another begins is is probably so complex that i mean you could have you could have a roundtable discussion with the, the most in, intellectual historians of all time and i bet they wouldn't be able to come up with a a solid conclusion for that Uh, yeah and it's like i don't know i feel like if we were working on some like uh global project of not like a zero-sum game of what i'm getting the most out of something or not getting the most out of something i mean maybe we could create a world where the borders don't matter so much but with every fucking country (sighs) <sighs> just uh doing what's best for themselves and i don't know well borders te- technically don't matter in some okay so uh let, let's look at uh california is the fifth largest economy in the world right mm-hmm. uh and outside of this <laughs> outside of the situation in which we find ourselves uh, and you don't have states that are locking down their borders in order to prevent travel and the spread of the illness normally we would be able to, as free citizens of the United States, be able to travel to California for no reason other than the fact that we might have had an inclination to. We don't even have to know why we ourselves. Hey, I went there. Yeah, we could just go. We could just go. And that's effectively like another country. I mean, like a lot of the state's economies and right. uh, populations are – they insinuate country status. And yet, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and the same thing could be said for a lot of other, um, you know, uh, large geographical places over, uh, you know, over the course of, I mean, it doesn't even matter what the size is really. I mean, because you could, you could still restrict travel uh, from 
you know, precinct to precinct within a, a city. Yeah, I mean, um, they're they're effectively doing that now to some extent with COVID stuff. Yeah. So it, it, I don't know if it's necessarily about the 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 borders per se, um, because those those things are so arbitrarily defined. I mean, in some instances, I think a, a lot of instances just because of military action, right? Like one right. person it, stuck it, a flag and then they right. fought it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have these people with guns that stand there. It's a border. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hence the whole ice thing. I mean, they're kind of the um, defenders of an imperialist border. It's like we set this yeah. here a long time ago because well, not we necessarily because ice is the people that go. They're the Gestapo that round people up on the inside. The border is uh, DHS, Homeland Security. Those are, those are separate things. Oh, okay, you, you you could still have. You could still have border patrol and get rid of fucking ICE. Like that's why mm-hmm. when you have you know more progressive members in the in the the, the house and the government in general talking about getting rid of ICE. Like ICE didn't exist until mm, like 2001, 2002. After 9/11, like that's when they became an organization. Um, they didn't yeah, exist Mar- before. March 1st, 2003, under George Damn Bush. it, I was so fucking close. Anyways. The, Good God, uh, their I, budget? You want to take a guess what their annual budget is as of 2018? $31 billion. That's a lot more. It's $7.6 billion. I mean, I, I, I was shooting for the moon because... But any, I mean, it's still obnoxious. It is a I, lot. Um, it's a whole lot. It, yeah, federal it, yeah. law enforcement agency well, under, so, under the U.S. Yeah. Department of Homeland Security. So, so I'm, I'm going to give you my argument of why we don't need ICE that I've tried to use on other people, but most people don't care. All right, I'm going to pretend to be pro-ICE. <laughs> oh, God, this is going to be painful. It, okay. it makes my drinks cold. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it melts too quick. Yeah. The uh, Okay, so the reason why we don't need ICE is that we already have um, overbloated police department budgets okay. um, across our country. Okay. And if uh, and I'm not that concerned about illegal immigrants that aren't committed cri- any crimes because they they still you know pay taxes and things like that mm-hmm. by just living here and being in the United States of America. And uh, if an illegal immigrant does commit a crime and he gets arrested, at that point he can be found out as a criminal, you know, being arrested that he's not a legal citizen. And that's the point at which they could deport him. So there's no point in paying, wasting taxpayer dollars, $7 billion a year on these ICE assholes to go around trying to find illegal immigrants mm-hmm. all day. Yeah, pre- presuming um, uh, guilt whenever they're going around trying well, to the, search the, people in their papers. Well, and... the, yeah, the guilt is being a legal immigrant, right? Regardless of whether you're contributing to society or not. It's like you're a brown person speaking Spanish. You might be an illegal immigrant. Exactly. I'm going to trample all over your rights now. Yeah, there, there's no articulation of cause. Yeah. They just merely go after people for the. It, they're just a. They're. A I thought you were pro ice. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. 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 Um. Okay. So let's go after the first comment. Uh, bloated. Uh, bloated. Uh, police. Uh, 
institutions. Um, okay, <laughs> so in the instance that you pump money into any government institution, there is... Don't you hate taxes? <laughs> there is There is the insinuation that it is going to be uh, more effective just on the basis that capital equals sway and influence. Well, I thought we were just talking about ICE. I thought you were pro-ICE guy, not just pro-bloated... Well, you, well, that was your man. first comment, man. Your first comment was, uh, you know, we, we already are spending enough on, it, on our bloated uh, law okay, enforcement. Okay, ignore right? my inflammatory language. We already, <laughs> we're already paying police departments to okay. do this thing. Why are we paying another department to do it? <clears throat> um, okay, so specifically, why – what is the difference between uh, the Department of Homeland Security and ICE? I, I'm pretty sure you, you articulated that earlier. But... I mean I could be wrong. I mean they're using Department of Homeland Security to go and bust up the people in um... – fuck. Oh, it even says right here. Portland. Um... Maybe I'm getting – maybe I'm using the wrong words. Maybe no, I'm thinking border ICE patrol. it does not patrol American borders. Rather, that role is performed by the United States Border Patrol. Okay, so the Border Patrol, not even the Department of Homeland Security. I think – Well, the, the Department of Homeland Security is over both. It's oh, the overarching blanket. Okay, gotcha. So anyways, yeah. So I'm pro I'm pro border control, right? We're, we have a border. We're allowed to patrol it. Yeah. And in and, and, and like the most superfluous sense, right? I'm like I'm, – I'm for it as in like – yeah, we can have that, but I like ice to me is just superfluous and serves no function. To the extent that we have a border and want to maintain it, yeah, ice to is the worthless. Yeah, we want a border, but in the instance that we don't have a border, does that just insinuate that we have a lot of people running around not paying taxes? Like, what's well, the worst that could happen if we have yeah. completely open borders? I'm so I'm. So so in a hypothetical welfare state where you're offering certain benefits to people that are benefiting from paying into it, I think theoretically, if you just said like laissez-faire, no border United States, if yep. you get here on a pontoon boat, if you get here on an airplane, if you walk across it, Kumbaya, motherfucker. Welcome, yeah. right? I think you could theoretically get in a situation where we can't afford to maintain the welfare state of as we have it and take care of everybody to an equal consent, extent. I mean, at the same time, the amount of money we've blown on fucking um, the stock market, just unlimited cash. I think kind of disproves anything that if we wanted to fund anything in a legitimate sense, we could do it. Like if we actually give a fuck and put our mind around it, we theoretically could do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so I'm conflicted on that matter. But to the extent that we don't give a fuck, or we're not going to do it. And the United States government isn't going to do anything about it. Then you would have something like you would have on like the, um, I don't know which island it is. There's a bunch of Mediterranean islands, um, like off of Greece and uh, Italy, where they just um, have really awful uh, refugee camps where they won't let them get onto the mainland of, uh, I think it's Greece, if I'm remembering correctly, 
of Greece and you just have people living in the most awful, horrible conditions just stuck there waiting for a day when they can maybe um, be integrated into Europe. And so that's what I would be afraid of, of just like, all right, we're just going to corral all the immigrants and uh, put them in Oklahoma. You know that land we gave to the Native Americans? Yeah, we're also going to ma- we're going to make it Native American slash uh, refugee land. And uh, they're just going to have to sit there and rot until uh, another day. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Yeah. I mean brown people deserve it i don't know i don't want to be that guy anymore that's no fun it's not fun yeah it's totally lame. I, I mean, um, I, so i'm trying to think yeah. of some other communities in the united states that don't pay certain taxes um and i mean the only theoretical tax they wouldn't pay would be an income tax because they don't have a social security number right but they're also yeah. not going to get to benefit from social security and other programs if they're living here illegally right. and then uh, they're still paying all the other taxes, and then as far as income tax goes, if they're being if they're not being paid income tax and being paid on their table, they're probably making sub minimum wage wages. Yeah. So like, does that guy need to be taxed? You know what I mean? They'll still be taxed with like sales tax. Still exactly, sales things. tax, property um, tax. Yeah, uh, and they're gonna have a they're gonna have a real easy time buying property. Yeah, exactly. Like they're gonna be paying rent to some asshole. Yeah, I mean they're they're gonna live like uh you know half lives. Uh, it, it'll it'll be really difficult for them to integrate without that anyways. I I, I really do think it's just it's it's just a xenophobic thing. It's a fear that uh, the culture that is being held in the iron tight grip of the cult of tradition and evangelical Christians Whoa. is is preventing these folks from from being able to freely enter the country. I don't know. Those Mexicans are very strong Catholics. Um, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, if you say like, do you support immigration of Mexicans? A lot of folks, at least from that side of the spectrum are going to say, no, I don't. The majority of them will definitely say, no, I don't support just mass immigration of Mexicans. But if you ask them, do you support immigration from a majority Christian country? A lot of them would say, yeah, bring them over. I I don't know. I, I even know just like being from Texas and like knowing conservative Mexicans, I know conservative Hispanic people that are very anti illegal immigration. So, I mean, it's 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 a complicated thing. What was their reasoning for it? Uh, I'm thinking of one person in particular that he's not white. And says some of the most like horrible racist language I've ever heard in my entire life. Mm-hmm. That he gets he, like I that yeah. <laughs> You're thinking of a person in particular. I'm thinking of a person I know in particular who's not white that <laughs> hates immigrants more than anyone else I know. I mean, these people Jesus. exist, right? You have conservative people like you can be, and there's and there's pro. Uh, Trump like Hispanic people right and I mean I think a lot of the people that that, I think a lot of the people that are very anti-immigrant is uh, is because their parents got here the right way right and that maybe their parents had (laughs) us well I mean you know we can laugh but it's like you know maybe their parents had to wait a long time to get here right they had to do x y and z they had to suffer an x z y way and maybe they've been told these stories growing up right 
that, you know, my parents, you know, they wanted to come over here, like, you know, back in the 80s, but they went through all these forms and there was paperwork and waiting. And while they were doing that, they had to do X, Y, and Z. And because of X, Y, and Z, my parents didn't get to live their dreams for like this period of time. And during that period of time, there was all these other people that weren't doing it the right way that got to, you know, bite out of the American dream pie before my parents you know and if my parents could do it the right way then then surely so could everybody else right it's a very unempathetic way of looking at it but at the oh, same very. time you, but at the same time you could see how someone could get there right oh like absolutely when, yeah when you I, put yourself through the it's like well if my parents could do it anyone can mm-hmm. it's like well yeah. not necessarily but yeah i mean your, your parents had everybody has a little bit different circumstance yeah. uh and when not taking into account privilege uh, or what what class you happen to be a part of, what type of um, means you're 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 bred from, <laughs> yeah, uh, all all of those things are going to play right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like not everyone in Mexico is from the same socioeconomic class. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm going to I'm going to assume that the person that got here the air quotes right way maybe came from a slightly better off. Like, even if it's, like, relatively the same, you know, compared to American standards of living, it's, like, you know, even within that relative, a better off standard than the person that had to sneak across. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, you'd, you'd hope so. I mean, if if there's any hint of karma in our universe, we would hope that the people who have gone through more shit, who have had a harder time in life, will ultimately be able to reap some type of cosmic benefit. But... More often than not, it's just not true. It's just yeah. not the case. I, I think that you know what you said earlier in regards to um, uh, Latino people that were against illegal immigration. I think that kind of goes back to uh, this Catholic belief. I was reminded of a particular verse uh, that is in Romans. Um, which are, are you familiar with the New Testament book Romans? Paul's letter to the Romans. Uh, I, no. I was so going to try to make a joke, but... Paul's letter to the Romans is effectively a letter of pacifism. And a lot of historians, uh, or I guess um, uh, biblical um, academics, regard the book of Romans as uh, a propagandistic letter to Christians of the time to submit to rulers, which is exactly word for word what Romans 13 says, which is all of you must yield to the government rulers. No one rules unless God has given them power to rule, and no one rules now without that power from God. So if this is the important verse, those who are against the government are really against what God has commanded. Yeah, that's like divine punishment upon themselves. Uh, Yeah, it's like... Um, well, it's against the law to yeah. illegally immigrate. Therefore, you'll go to hell forever if you do it. <laughs> I've heard that fallacious argument so many goddamn times. It's like, well, it's it's illegal, so you shouldn't do it. It's like, well, you understand that people make fucking laws. That's yeah. like the one of the basis for You know slavery was legal once upon a time, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you, can you never think of a fucking bad law that's ever been, like, even, even recently, just, just think, think for a little bit. Yeah. About some stupid laws. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's rough, dude. Um Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so... it, it confuses the heck out of me. I like to pick people's brains like that. 
uh, who well, yeah, and that's I would the thing. have contradicting I, views based on their, you know, how they would identify. And that, that's like the thing I appreciate about like the uh, Scott Vieira guy, whatever the the blood and soil, whatever. I mean, he did. It really wasn't that fascist. <laughs> it wasn't that fascistic. It actually was. Is it, like the thing is, is that while I can either like agree or disagree with his stances, like I I believe. You know, I've only, I don't know anything about this guy. I've just looked at his like pictures of his like his beer and boobies T-shirts and whatever else, right? Like everything he has on his platform website, I I believe that he a hundred percent believes every word that's on there, right? Like he isn't trying to like spoon feed me things to make me like him. He isn't trying to butter me up. It, he's just like, hey, I'm this guy. I'm just average dude from Tennessee. This is what I believe. There you go. You can yeah. vote for me or you can't, right? Where like most of these polished politicians, I'm like the, I'm sure the front runners in it, they could have like this big beautiful website of platitudes and whatever bullshit. But you don't know if they actually believe any of that fucking shit. You don't know what they're actually going to do when they go in the office. They're probably going to do the same exact shit the previous fucking elected officials did because whatever greases the wheel gets the gets the yeah, man. cookie whatever do what you gotta do idiom. climb your way to the top exactly and so like on some level even though like i don't agree with like half the shit that's in his fucking thing like i feel like he's a real human being that would be like open to like having discussion and you could you could probably like change him is what i'm trying to say like he's not Maybe. just like a, a career climbing piece of trash well I'd, I'd like to i i agree with everything you've said although i think that this the the instance of that guy existing in this political climate is uh a reaction to something that's far more detrimental to our society and is representative of a problem and mm-hmm. not that not that real people shouldn't run. You know, I I love the whole Mr. Smith goes to Washington narrative. That sounds fantastic, but it's kind of a pie in the sky thing. You know what I mean? Like real people don't run for office because real people don't have the ability to be able to slink their way through the sludge that is our our capitalistically tied bureaucracy. Okay. It, you just you can't do it to the general public because you don't want to awaken the working class. So that they they get upset with the minimal stipulations that they've been right. placated to. So this guy is probably able to run or has been empowered to run because a lot of his conservative ideals have been reflected back at him based on what the power structures are currently representing. So he's like, hey, you know, like if Trump could do it, I can do it. And that probably gives a lot of these um, these fascist groups, these alt-right groups, uh, people that have been in the dark for a long time, that power and pride to step back up into the limelight and be proud of the shit that they believe. Not that that guy was particularly bad. It's not like that guy was like blood and soil, yada, 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 like I claimed he was. Um, but we didn't hear about we didn't hear about all of these overt racists like that. That was something that was very much on, on the periphery. And if racism ever was discussed, uh, you, you would usually have somebody on the um, on the liberal end of the spectrum say it in, in to another political pundit. And then the Republican guy would like roll his eyes and then they would go on to the next topic. But then it just like continually exacerbated itself until it groomed 
that cult of tradition that ultimately became a fascist movement based around racial superiority. And I, I, I don't know where it, where it's ultimately going to head from here, but I, I heard of a um, I heard of a march that was going to happen uh, in Grayson, Kentucky, uh, which it might have already happened. Uh, but it was the supposedly the Black Lives Matter movement, which I know has grown and grown and grown, and there are protests all over the place, and a lot of those have become somewhat militant in nature. But this one was overtly militant. You know, they were they were claiming that they were going to come in with guns and, and fuck shit up and all that stuff. And then on the other side of the spectrum, of course, you have this racial superiority equivalent that was going to meet them. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I, I know that we jokingly talk about uh, Fort Sumter moments, uh, but if that was to occur in a, a large enough area or, or, you know, enough combatants were involved, that could be the spark that that throws our society into chaos. Um, I don't know. I, I do. You, how would you imagine like a civil war would start? Best. What, what best? There is no best civil war. The um, best case scenario. The best case scenario. Um, the only way I see it happening is if, if like some high up leader, if someone's like seen as like a leader of either Black Lives Matter or someone a leader of like one of these right away groups, um, were to be murdered by someone that was seen as a um, a member of the other group, right? Yeah. Uh, and and it was publicized in such a way of like, you know, group A was murdered by group B, then maybe you could see counter killings and then maybe you could see it yeah, just boiling up. up from there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I sent you violence begets violence. Kind of, oh. you know, kind of like um um the Austrian fucking whatever guy that got murdered that made World War uh one happen, right? Uh yeah, uh Gabriel Princip. Sure. <laughs> Austrian guy. Yeah. Uh, Duke uh, Ferdinand. Yeah, the Archduke Ferdinand. Um, yeah, that was and that was like a mess too. Like they tried multiple times. Right. I think like the first time they tried it, they the guns they, didn't uh, go off, or they. I think they wimped out, or like a bunch of guys left, and then the second time around, like everybody got shot except for him. <laughs> like it's just like a. It was a fucking mess. Anyways, uh, you, you see that uh, Trump tweeted about delaying the 2020 elections. He's, it's not going to fucking happen. He doesn't have the power to do that. Like, it's he, just him. He doesn't. But what the fuck is he suggesting that for? I I, I would be surprised, but it it's like... That's terrifying. Like, what if, what if he's like, you know what, actually, we are in a state of emergency, pandemic's still going on, all of these people are claiming that that's the case. I think it's better for the country to not have an election while I remain in power. Like, the, if there's any possibility that Biden's gonna, gonna eke out a victory, which it doesn't seem is gonna be the case. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I put the election at 50-50. Oh man, fucking shit. But uh, the I mean, at the same time, Trump's been handling the coronavirus whole situation horribly, and people are going to be unemployed and living on the streets. So, um, based on that alone, I would I would assume that that would not 
be favorable for Trump. But um, I've seen a lot of Trump voters who are are far less intelligent than that. I mean, they they can't even look at their own current circumstance. That's that's been the case for fucking millennia. Like exactly, people are that's able why to I'm be saying... conscious of the situation they find themselves in enough to wake up to the fact that this guy is not doing anything in favor of what they want. Do you think? Biden would do anything in favor for people and helping them? Absolutely not. I, yeah, I there I you go. That's the case from either <laughs> I mean, perspective. There's actually a really good uh, Malcolm X quote. I don't know if we've discussed it on the podcast before. Um, let's see. Wolves and smiling foxes. So uh, one of my conservative friends brought this up to me. Uh, and they said uh, we were talking about the difference between Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. Of course, yeah. it was, you know, you know that whole dichotomy. Um, and they're both uh, great. Yeah, and he was talking about uh, white liberals being the like the fucking worst. Uh, yeah, the, okay. they kind of the, are. Yeah, the white liberal is the worst enemy to America, the worst enemy to a black man. And he goes on to explain, and it's a relatively long quote, and I won't read it all right now. But I agree. Uh, I mean, and Martin Luther King even has a similar quote, but please continue. Exactly. And um, uh, ah, here you go. So he he kind of like sums up the two political parties that are in power in the United States right now. The white conservatives aren't friends of the Negro either, but they at least don't try to hide it. They're like wolves. They show their teeth in a snarl that keeps the Negro always aware of where he stands with them. But the white liberals are the foxes who also show their teeth to the Negro but pretend that they are smiling. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's it's just like uh, the, you know, liberal people aren't. It's yeah. It's I couldn't I couldn't say that any better. <laughs> you couldn't say it any better, you know. And I mean, Bill fucking Clinton somehow got to be known as the first black president while cutting welfare, while doing trying to privatize Social Security. The only re- reason why Bill Clinton didn't privatize Social Security, the greatest removal of um, poverty for the elderly uh, program ever is because of his fucking impeachment. If it wasn't for the impeachment trials, he probably wouldn't have been, would have been able to make it happen. Um, yeah, no. And that, and that's just, like, all throughout. I mean, we talk, we shat on fucking Jimmy Carter last time and all the fucking neoliberal trash bullshit he did, which, which I'm sure negatively affected. Uh, I mean, it negatively affected everybody, but these kinds of things um, uh, more so... Uh, negatively affect um, the most uh, vulnerable people in our society, and the most vulnerable people in our society end up also being um, the minorities, uh, black, black and brown people. Um, and so, yeah, we're we're just stuck stuck in like this shitty catch twenty two of where it's like, no, obviously Republicans trash, not going to help you, not going to save the day, going to fuck you in the ass. And it's like, but liberals also going to fuck you in the ass while making these platitudes and talking about how great diversity is. Yeah. And it's like to be the good guys. Exactly. And anytime you try to criticize the Democrats for their failings, I mean, um, they're equally culpable for the fucking cares act and how no one's being taken care of right now in, uh, fucking pandemic times. Right. Um, but instead of holding them to an equal, amount of culpability we're going to yell at the uh the fucking republicans for the reason why we're not being taken care of right now i mean the fucking democrats wouldn't even vote to cut the uh fucking military budget by 10 percent 
uh, and then yeah. redirect those funds to help Americans. Like, I think it, w- it was what? There was like over 100 Democrats that voted no and like 40 Democrats that voted yes on that goddamn vote. All the all the Republicans voted no. Yeah, obviously, duh, Republicans aren't going to cut the goddamn military budget. But there's a majority of Democrats in the fucking House. Like, that's the whole goddamn point. You have a fucking yeah. majority. You pass bills that help people, and then you force the, the, the Republican-held Senate to say no and make them look bad. But they won't even fucking do that. Yeah. They won't even do that. They won't even pass bills that they know are going to die in the Senate because they're that much of your fucking enemy. They're looking more and more like each other all the time. I think that's great. Seriously. And, and, and on top of that, I mean, you, I mean, Joe Biden is trying to fucking outflank goddamn Trump on the right when it comes to things like Venezuela. It's like, oh, yeah? Well, if I was president, we would have fucking erased Venezuela off the map by now. Yeah. You think we would have allowed Venezuela to still be a country at this point? Look mm-hmm. at Trump. He's such a pussy. Yeah. Venezuela still exists. He's like, oh, China? You think we would be this nice with China right now? You think Trump doesn't like China? I hate China. It's like, wow, Joe. <laughs> thank well, you. Well That's played. what we need. More more war hawkish language. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Great. Fuck trying to jump over the bar. We don't need to set it high. Knock it off. Just get it out of here. We, we, we don't need we don't need par. Yeah. Come on, race, race to the bottom. Oh, and, Let's do this. And, Speaking of race to the bottom, there's this really great um, um, astroturf group. I don't know what it came out of. It's called uh, Settle for Biden. It's supposedly a group of ex-Bernie slash uh, Elizabeth Warren voters that have created it. And it, it's got like the saddest tweets on the planet. It's uh, let me see here. Settle for Biden Twitter. <laughs> Settle for Biden is a grassroots group of former Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders supporters who recognize Joe Biden's flaws, but know that our nation will not survive four more years of Donald Trump. Yeah, that's great. Let's see what we got. Uh, I can't find any fun one. Oh, Join us in our mission to lame. begrudgingly put Joe in the White House. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh man. God damn it. I, I can't find any of the funny ones. There were some funny ones. Now I'm just seeing a bunch of ones that are really lame that are just like, um, a vote for anyone that isn't Joe Biden's a vote for Trump. <laughs> Trump's so bad. <laughs> oh, here we go. If Joe Biden died, I wouldn't shed a tear, but I will sure as hell vote for him if it means getting rid of Trump. There you go. That's a perfect self for Biden quote. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, fuck this dude. If he dies, I'm not going to cry. But I'll vote for if it gets rid of Trump. <laughs> it's like, damn, it's a savage against Joe Biden. Um, oh, wait, here we go. Here's another great one. A president our kids can look up to. Sort of. Subtle for Biden. <laughs> 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 like, those are the ones that get me. Oh, man. Oh, this is great. It, I see, like, a bumper sticker that has, like, a Bernie 2020 and then, like, a little bitty settle for Biden down in the corner. Oh, here we go. It has someone holding a uh, a thing of DQ um, soft serve ice cream, and it says, unappetizing but still edible. Settle for Biden. <laughs> yeah. I'm still not going to do it, but uh, I think it's pretty good. The GOP good. loves it when you vote green. Yeah, there you go. See, there you go. They still got to have their voter shaming in there. 
man. When I see stuff like that, it just makes me like want to vote for them even less. Uh, it's so lame. I don't give a shit. It's not like our votes matter. Yeah, exactly. Big fucking whoop. I, I actually was talking to a friend today uh, about why she didn't vote uh, or didn't plan on voting. And yeah. she was like, it doesn't fucking matter. And it like it kind of upset me. At first, I was like, hey, you know, like, get your like civil responsibility. And I like, caught myself halfway. Just like, what the fuck am I going on about? Like, You're like, I don't even vote. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, I don't, I don't even vote. I didn't know anything about this going down. And even still, it's like, I don't, I don't believe this fucking affects anything. Like, I, no, I rag on people all the time for not voting for the right people, not supporting the right candidates. And like, it doesn't matter. It's like, I'm getting in fights about nothing. Things you don't even care about. <laughs> or, or things I can't affect. Like, it, it's not yeah. something that I'm actively participating in. Like, I'm, I'm not, I I don't want these people to be in charge. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I don't want anyone to be in charge. But it's not like exactly there's a uh, uh, vote for no president option. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, like let's get rid of the presidency. Come on. Yeah, no more presidencies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do that. <laughs> hey, what's up with the explosion in Beirut? Uh, I don't know much about it, but it was uh, an ammonia something nitrate factory or something. Yeah. Ammonia nitrate. Damn, I'm good. Yeah, it was stored for like a ridiculously long time. So like Nepal uh, disaster style? Yeah, it killed over a hundred people. I mean, have you watched the videos? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, it's I like saw a, the the one main explosion. It's like a fucking mushroom cloud. Yeah, oh, immediately I went to my phone and was like, what is, um, what is uh, uh, Lebanon's main export? Uh, because I thought it was something oil related i was like is somebody framing or you know is, is this a, a an explosion to start some kind of new military oh. conflict it's like yeah. we've been in the middle east for too long we need to invade some other country right yeah it's not i mean that's not a fair thing oh my god speaking of like being propagandized so i feel like i gotta come out so you know how we reported, air quotes reported, whoosh, 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 whoosh. we don't report on things, <laughs> we just talk about stories that That's we right. read on the internet, mm-hmm. we're not reporters, we don't, we don't, we're not journalists, we don't, we don't wear that, we don't wear that cape. Mm-hmm. So you know how we talked about that story about a million Uyghurs being in detention centers? Yeah. So I was reading, no, I was listening to a video saying that the 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 source that all the news the western news article news media outlets that have been talking about that on yeah. the how they got to the number of a million was just from doing eight interviews and i said no oh no no way no way that our luxurious western media would make doo-doo mean claims against china over a source that in order to get to the number of 1 million interviewed Shit. eight people. And uh, so damn. yeah, I found the actual I found the actual article report whatever you want to call it and I read it top to bottom and I'll be damned their their science like the science portion of it of how they got to that number 
They interviewed eight people. No. <laughs> I swear to God, man. Like the like it is like I I'm I'm on I'm on the train of debunking um anti uh, Chinese propaganda because it's going up a lot lately. I feel like since we no longer have like we're still trying to make Russia into the boogeyman, but like, Russia is no longer the USSR, and like mm-hmm. the only other nation that that has any stake in threatening western uh hegemony aka uh, united states hegemony is uh china it, um they they make really big bad claims and uh the sources aren't necessarily good so basically i can't even remember the group but if i remember correctly the the group has some questionable funding and members in it but I can't remember them off the top of my head, so I'm not going to tell you why they're shitty. But I'm going to tell you why the number of one million is shitty and, and should be questioned, um, regardless of what people think about uh, the situation in China. So they basically they just went to eight random villagers in southern uh, Xinjiang province of uh, China, and they were just like, hey, how many people would you say in your town are... Uh, are in, are in detention centers like just give me a ballpark estimate 10 percent, cool and then we go to someone else and be like 15 percent, cool and they go to someone else like five percent cool and they took all the percentages right like oh, yeah. from the eight and it averaged out to like 12 percent. they're like it averages out to 12 percent, but you know we want a nice clean number we're going to round it down to 10 percent, all right so we got the number 10 percent. that's what we got from the eight people we talked to so we're going to take this 10% and we're going to apply it to the entire population of Xinjiang. Oh, boy. And it's 12 million people. God so damn. 12 million, 10%, 1.2 million, 1 million people are being imprisoned in Xinjiang province. <laughs> Call the press. That's literally how they did it, Tim. That's literally how they did it. I read the entire thing. I read it top to bottom. I was like, no, this can't be it. I, re- I was like, that's <sighs> it. So that's and, and all the Western media are are reporting on it as if it's fact. We unknowingly parroted un- propaganda, man. We unknowingly parroted propaganda, and the reason why we parroted propaganda is because we saw it on a bunch of Western media sources that all had a horrible source from where they were getting the information from. Like and and, and the whole thing we had with the Falun Gong people getting their organs harvested. I mean, I'm not going to say that, that story is false. But given the large <laughs> amount of anti-Chinese propaganda being pilfered over the internet right now, it might be false. Hey, our early episodes, we joked a, a lot about being the source for doctoral thesis. Yeah. But in all seriousness, if you're fucking taking us seriously to the degree that we're just going to give you 100% accurate information every single time... Go fuck yourself. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I think the positive thing um, about us is like the positive thing about um, Scott Vieira is that we admit our faults and we're willing to grow <laughs> and change. <laughs> yeah, we just want you to focus on the last thing that we put. You know, like we're, we're anti-human trafficking, okay? That's what we want to make yeah. sure everybody knows. And anti-slavery. About. That's why we put Second Amendment activists at the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we wanted to highlight we're anti-slavery. Guns first, slavery bottom. <laughs> but I'm still on there. It's on there. Nobody else Gun- is talking about this. This might this might rope in the random anarchist that's looking around like, 
who the fuck am I supposed to vote for when I don't believe in the office? <laughs> hey, that's true. Uh, but hey, Karl uh, Marx was pro-gun. Well, I mean, technically I'm pro-gun, but yeah, I'm not pro-everyone having a gun. I don't want everybody just running around shooting each other. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when this whole Second Amendment shit started breaking out, I don't know. Uh, I remember it breaking out about 10 years ago. It's always breaking out. It's constantly breaking out. It's just like a fucking shitty high schooler of acne. It's just breaking out all the goddamn time. Well, I want to say, like, whenever the NRA got real big, which was around the oh, 1980s, right? Dude! The fucking New York Attorney General is trying to ban the NRA. Yeah, because they, they uh, were, like, embezzling and shit. Shit's crazy. Mm-hmm. That, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. Uh, that And that's some, that's some forward momentum there. But that being said, uh, a lot of these folks that are like, I'm pro Second Amendment. Uh, you can have whatever you can you can buy and lay your hands on. Like, I don't have a problem with people having guns in general. But as soon as you uh, present some type of racist ideology, I immediately just want to be like, you don't get a gun anymore. Like, because I know that you're going to point it at somebody indiscriminately because they have a certain skin color or something to that effect. Like, I, I, it's just a tool. It's technology, right? It's it's a thing. Uh, I don't know. It's a tough call, uh, Jimmy. I don't have all the answers. No one does. I don't know. that. I own guns. I have them. But I don't know. Wait, so what do you know about the NRA getting disbanded in New York? I haven't read anything about it. I just read the title. And my, uh, uh, this is my immediately unfiltered response of like, holy shit, the fucking gun nuts are going to go insane. That was my immediate response. That's all I've gotten to so far. I'm just like, it's kind of like, cause like they recently, um, I think they, uh, uh, I think on Twitter they banned the QAnon, um, Twitter page. And it's just like, you're just feeding the fucking fire. You're just making the QAnon people believe their bullshit more by martyrdom you've created a martyr out of something that on its own accord was eventually going to just fucking die just like they made like fucking alex jones into a martyr by deleting all of his shit like you just make these people more popular just like when they when they when they banned those fucking steven crowder when they when they I don't know blacklisted steven crowder from like youtube Mm -hmm. his fucking uh uh uh, Patreon exploded and he became one of the highest like Patreon money receivers on Patreon from yeah. them. Uh, anyways, it's it's not a good way of doing things is all I'm saying. In the instance that we're around someone who... Uh, let, let's let's use like a, 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 a common trope that has been in the, in the public eye, uh, in particularly scrutinous uh, public eye for the last year or so, the Confederate battle flag, right? Uh, prior to that, it was... I, I, I preferred to use that for, like, uh, an outstanding example of a symbol Dukes of, of hazard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bo and Luke Duke, they're causing some trouble, up to no good, <laughs> but never meaning no harm. And yeah. you see... This uh, this symbol, uh, which is, you know, is and was a dog whistle, um, is something that needed to be squashed from the bottom up. You needed to have enough people that were willing to speak against individuals who would fly it in the back of their trucks or wear it on a T-shirt or present it at a rally. And over time, it it became normalized that those type of people were going to be looked down against 
just like with anything else, like the most effective movements are going to take place from the bottom up because you're going to have a large uh, percentage of the population that will support the ideas intrinsically rather than it becoming like a law, for example, which really laws are all well and good until you find that one doesn't work with the preferred action that you wish to take. And then all of a sudden you're a criminal, you know, um, I don't know where I'm necessarily going with that, <laughs> but, but nonetheless, any... it's like, it's, it's a, it's a difference in input, right? Are there any laws against, uh, macaque monkeys? <laughs> Sex. We did promise that. We did promise we were going to talk about sixth let's, crazed macaque. Let's talk about it. The videos are horrendous. <laughs> Horrendously amazing. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, uh, this is the birds on steroids. Yeah. It's been uh, great. And it's also just like, it's so fucking karmic. Like, this is what you get. You destroy habitats. You have an excess of junk food created. Oh, that dude's storefront. He can't get him out of the storefront. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got these uh uh marauding macaque monkeys that are running over. So where exactly in Thailand are they? I don't. Oh, they're in Thai Thai city. I don't know shit about the geography of Thailand. Oh, Thai Thai city of Lopburi. Oh, Thai city. Yeah, of course, Thai city. Oh, I, I love was, Thai I city. It was, I, Thai city, bitch. Thai Thai city, bitch. It, Thai, Thai city, city, bitch. Oh. Thai Thai city, bitch. Lopburi. Yeah. Oh, this is so great. Population is high. So that you got about uh, about 6,000 or so, which, you know, we just talked about the inflation of numbers. So don't necessarily believe us. Go watch the videos, though. They're ridiculous. It's incredible. They're just wreaking havoc. because, And the reason why they're an issue is because prior to COVID times, tourists, you know, they've never seen a monkey in the wild before. We don't have monkeys in uh north america or uh, europe so people would go to the oh. go go to visit thailand and they would feed them bananas and whatever the fuck they got while they were over there not thinking everything of it and uh, these monkeys became accustomed to eating uh the tourist people's food but now that all the tourism has dried up uh, these monkeys are hungry and angry and horny. And uh, there's this one part in the article where it talks about they took over an abandoned movie theater and uh, someone tried to uh, get them out because, you know, the monkeys don't belong there. And it started to smell really bad because of uh, oh all the dead monkeys in there. Oh, and uh, apparently the people that tried to get the monkeys out are so viciously attacked that they ended up giving up. And now it's just monkey zone. It's, it's, it's the chop equivalent of macaques in Thailand. It's what? What did you say? The chop equivalent of – or Chaz equivalent, equivalent yeah, yeah. of macaques <laughs> in, Thailand, in, in Thailand. It's just like this is our turf now. Yeah. They, they totally just moved in. Although – well, I guess it could be said that that was a long time coming. Like, uh, Chop didn't just, like, randomly appear overnight. There, was, there were many institutional uh, instigations that took place over an extended period of time for those people ultimately to feel as though that was the right course of action. And just like these monkeys, oh my gosh, did you see the one that's like, 
drinking the uh, the juice box. Yes, and he's got his nuts on the and counter. His nuts are on the it's counter. It's so good. It's, it's just so lazily drinking the juice box. Like he's probably punctured it with his teeth, and he's just like letting it gush into his face. Yeah. And the store owner is just like <laughs> given up on life. He's just like fuck it. The monkey's stealing my goddamn juice boxes and eating them. Is like I, d- I don't care. <laughs> like fine, whatever. And he's just got like his giant fat nuts just sitting there. It's so great. Yeah, with these, yeah, they, it's the same way. Like, maybe this is one of the situations of the the smiling fox, right? Over time, you no. uh, you kind of like breed these monkeys to think that they'll be able to maintain themselves off of tourism, and then as soon as the tourism, which is kind of a bastardization of how our society is is meant to operate. It goes away, you know, because of naturally occurring circumstances, and suddenly the monkeys are like, well, wait, what the fuck? Like, we were subsisting off all your goddamn junk food, now what happens? Mm-hmm. And bada-bing, bada-boom. They're gonna overrun that place. I also really like the picture of the stoned monkey getting his nuts removed. If you look at, like, the so the Thai authorities are trying to sterilize the monkeys oh, in yeah. order to lower their numbers. Mm-hmm. And there's this monkey that just looks stoned as fucking hell being operated on. Yeah, it's got, like, its, <laughs> its little eyes are all squinty and its yeah. arms are both out. <laughs> He's like, whoa, dude, this is some good shit. <laughs> that's intense. I mean, like, that seems like a very, um, a very humane way to go about it. Yeah. Um, what, but also what, very... Ex- expensive i would assume yeah exactly i mean i i mean i don't know there's more than one way to sterilize a monkey i mean i guess you can <laughs> do it the cheap way but i don't know it looks like they're putting drugs on them so it can't be that cheap that that does seem pretty ah uh, yeah i that's probably the best course of action yeah if, it, if it's I like it's like straight cats in which you there know? were a bunch of super intelligent giants walking around me and I was just like, man, I just want to get my junk food and my fuck on. And then all of a sudden one of them swiped me. I would certainly hope that they wouldn't just shoot me. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, or club me. They probably wouldn't even waste bullets at that point. They'd just be like, there's too many. Just grab a piece of wood and hit as many of them in the head with it as you can before they exactly. take you down. <laughs> exactly. Just like that Earthlings documentary I watched. <laughs> except the uh we're the we're the person who's abusing the elephant at the end <laughs> oh man <laughs> and then the monkeys rise up and then some guy like you is Whoa. gonna be like oh, i God. felt so good and vindicated <laughs> by the fact that they traveled <laughs> the, that okay if you if you scroll down to the bottom there's a clip where there's a monkey that's trying to drag away a baby oh that's you awesome. see that shit yeah they, it looks like this lady has uh one baby in her hand, and then another one on the bench beside her, and then in the next little panel, you see the monkey yeah. dragging it down the sidewalk. <laughs> we're we're gonna raise you as one of our own. Yeah, like I I got one. I, I nabbed that one. Oh, there's a video associated with it. Oh, there uh, it goes. Oh, it happens fast. Oh, jeez. Oh, Wait, it's okay, I gotta, okay, I gotta watch this. Oh, it's loading. God it's damn, so buffer. It's so terrifying. It happens so fast. Wait, okay, okay, I'm, I'm watching. Oh, monkey, he's running, he's running, he's running. Wait, the monkey was riding a motorcycle. Did you <laughs> see that? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Wait, was it riding a motorcycle? Yes! No way. Yes, watch it again. The monkey was riding a motorcycle. Is that why it was so fucking fast? Yes! No! Yes, watch it again! 
What the fuck? What am I watching? The simulation's breaking down. Who put the monkey on a motorcycle? What is this, Monkey Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> like, you just got, like, fucking monkeys just, like, punch some dude out in the face. It's my motorcycle now. And, like, rides it down the street. Oh, my God. You are totally right. Dude. Holy shit. It's on a what? motorbike. What the fuck? It just fuck? drags that fucking kid off. Like, am I tripping balls right now? Like, I, what the fuck? I just watched a goddamn macaque monkey ride a miniature motorcycle. Man, do you see that, like, that gangster as fuck guy that walks up in the blue shorts afterwards and he's just like casually walking towards the child oh yeah he, the monkey. He, yeah he's gonna murder that monkey he's like hey you trying to fuck up my shit yeah trying like, to hey, fuck up my shit leave that little girl alone don't you touch that little girl <laughs> what do you know that your sylvester stallone impression oh you little girl you girl i don't even know yeah i don't even know the gender of that kid what am i talking about <laughs> Man, that was incredible. The, in the yellow wow. dress thing. Yeah, I am buzzing. Like, I still can't fully fathom what I just watched with my own eyes. That's pretty fantastic. I'm amazed by how quickly, how quick they are and, like, the, the fucking power that they have. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like it rode the motorcycle and it stopped and it's just like, I stopped. What do I see? I see a baby. Baby, you're coming with me. Yeah. That takes place, it's just like the fucking, it drags it like five feet in that last little push there. It's just like, whoosh. Wow. Monkeys are strong. That's amazing. Like, ridiculously strong. Oh, that, and just directly above that, there's a picture of the cinema. Oh, that's the cinema. Yeah, it's a stuff of nightmares, man. We call it the monkey cinema. Where they lay their dead. <laughs> yeah, you got those, uh, like a creepy steel, um, uh, retractable gate out in front, and above you got the washed out letters of what used to be, uh, cinema. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Cinema and tie. Mm hmm. And a bunch of monkeys that are climbing all over this goddamn fence, mourning for their loved ones. This guy on the bottom, the bottom left hand. That's just sitting on that bench. That just looks like a little person. They both kind of look like little people. Yeah. They're just sitting there like, eh, you know, I'm just hanging out, you know. Just doing my thing. This is great. Man. Yeah, this was that's such a ridiculous situation. Monkeys are fascinating. I'm glad they're not in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're too powerful. Yeah, they're they're too they're a, a a natural force for evil. I don't want to be any near to them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, like what what humans would be if uh, if we were small and slightly less intelligent. Yeah, quite, they're like pure literally. unbridled chaos. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Small, less intelligent. Yeah, you got it. Mm. What else do you want to talk about? I don't know, dude. I was reading some ridiculous comment. About Someone's... monkeys? Yeah, they were talking about the fucking coronavirus. I don't know. Fucking shit. Uh, I mean, we could we could end up on a happy note. You want to talk about the uh, Alexandria Police of, of Kentucky? We talked about that last time. Did we? Yeah. Oh, god damn it. We a thousand percent did. Get out of here.
Get the fuck out of here. Did we talk about garden, garden hermits? Uh, yeah, let's talk about garden hermits. So, um, rich people are operating at a different level, right? You know, like, uh, working class people, even like upper class, working class people, you know, we're just thinking about working and then what we can do with the money we earn from working to make our lives slightly less miserable, right? Mm -hmm. But, uh, rich people are operating at a different level where they don't work. So all they do is think about how to make themselves less miserable, even though they don't have to work, right? <laughs> and so when you have this inordinarily uh, large amount of free time, you come up with ways to uh, uh, try to make your life better, such as garden hermits. Garden hermits is a solution to unhappiness if you are... Of a rich enough uh, variety during the 18th century, apparently. <laughs> Do you want to explain what garden hermits are, Tim? Uh, well, I mean, like, a garden hermit is basically a hermit that you find in the garden. So everybody's familiar with what a hermit is. And um, everyone knows what a garden is. So and you everybody put knows two what a two garden is. So you smash it together, and you get a hermit that lives in a garden. So the ornamental hermit as they were called in Germany, uh, were living fucking people that were giant garden gnomes. They, they yeah. lived in You were paying someone and... to be a garden gnome. Mm-hmm. They, they, they lived in They like didn't just naturally house. pop up there. Uh, exactly. They, they, were, they were not uh, uh, sequestering themselves from modern society uh, to eschew all conveniences for some kind of much constrived for privacy uh instead it was somebody paying them to to be the most ridiculous type of servant you, yes. you're a you're a, a hood ornament uh, so here here is an exact sentence from the uh wikipedia article such hermits would be encouraged to dress like druids and remain permanently on site where they could be fed, cared for, and consulted for advice or viewed for entertainment. <laughs> 18th century Tamagotchi pets. It's just like, ah, look how fucking stupid this guy is. Yeah. <laughs> look at it. <laughs> oh, he took another shit? What am I going to do with this? I always have to clean up this guy's shit. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, in, re in addition for their services and residence, hermits would usually receive a stipend in addition to room and board, which is kind of obvious on that. <laughs> right. You, you get to live in this fucking mud hut, but, uh, you know, here's a spare change if you want to, I don't know, do something. Yeah. Oh, hermits would sometimes be asked to make themselves available to guests, answering questions and providing counsel. It's like, uh, my name's Peter. I just, I was, I was just like a surf. Under you, King Lord von Guggenheim, and um, <laughs> one of one of your uh, advisors said that I looked like a hermit, and uh, he told me to come and leave my hut with my children and live in this hut uh, at the edge of your garden. I don't, I don't really have any advice. I don't know shit about <laughs> shit. <laughs> How quaint, how quaint. Oh, I do love my ornamental hermit. Uh, uh, do a play. Make a play for us. I don't, I've never seen a play. I, I couldn't afford to see oh, them. Oh, come now. Provide, provide us with a perpetual stage play, please. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, 
Well, this is what I would do before I was a hermit. Farming potatoes, farming potatoes, <laughs> a farming potatoes, a farming potatoes, a farming potatoes. So, uh, what is the meaning of the farm potato life? Uh, <laughs> you you have your potato seed, you put it in the potato dirt. Potato seed. And the potato seed becomes a daddy <laughs> potato. And then the daddy potato makes other potatoes. And then hey, you, you ever, eat the... Have you ever uh, seen a potato seed, Jimmy? <laughs> no. What's a potato seed look like? A, a baby potato. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start calling little potatoes potato seeds. <laughs> you should. Well, <laughs> uh, I think in legit garden, whatever, they call little baby t- potatoes like seedling potatoes. Like You know like the little okay. potatoes you like buy at the grocery store? Yeah. And they're like, like the little tiny bag that costs just as much as like the giant bag of big potatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the little tiny bag of baby potatoes that they call, I don't know, baby potatoes at the grocery store. I think you can buy like from specialty gardener stores seedling potatoes. It's the same fucking thing. Okay. Uh, I, I bet the people that are farming those have like little rakes and shovels. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how I, I'm just, I'm really fascinated with the process of becoming a, uh, a garden hermit of like, is it something you apply for of like, hell yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to live at the edge of this rich asshole's property and be I, left alone. I honestly think it's more like a, uh, uh, who wants to be, uh, you know, the next German ornamental hermit. And <laughs> yeah. Then they have them all like try out and see what kind of like little talents they have. <laughs> yeah. I'm really wise. Yeah. <laughs> Look how wise I am. Give us some wisdom. Oh, yeah. lame, lame, redundant. Get him out of here. And everybody yeah. Goes, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 you, Simon's so cruel. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. God. Yep. But yeah, it, and it, yeah, I don't know. It's just so, yeah, it's, so, I like, I love the term ornamental hermit as opposed to garden hermit of how, these rich assholes literally turned human beings into ornaments for their amusement. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's so fascinating. It, it, it's such a tiny Wikipedia page, but I like just the, the levels of just um, entitlement that it would require someone to possess in order to turn another human being into a living ornament just for your own self-satisfaction and also as just a uh um a bragging right to hold above all your other rich asshole friends who don't have living human ornaments is just kind of incredible so yeah that's that's absolutely terrible like it, it seems like a really uh, terrible form of wage slavery. I mean, I, I suppose like the stipend is their wage, and of course they yeah. did have the room and board paid for. But what's the difference between this and, say, taking an entry level employee and forcing them to wear a ridiculous mascot outfit and stand out in front of a fast food restaurant holding a sign for dollar off cheeseburgers or something? Oh, like I, that? I would say it's exactly the same. 
I think it's worse. Like, you know, normally because, like, in these situations, at least they were, like, they were hermetic, right? They were, were kind of, like, cloistered. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> the guise of hermetic. You can't be a hermit if you're right next to someone's giant fucking castle. It's like a facade, right? Oh, it's yeah. the aesthetic of being a fucking hermit. Mm-hmm. You're right next to civilization. You're not a fucking hermit. You're just you're just, you're a clown. You're you're the equivalent of a hermit clown. You're just looking like and acting like you're this thing that you're by definition not. Mm-hmm. Because you're interacting with people, not a hermit, and because <laughs> you're so close to civilization, not a hermit. Like it, it's a, it's an oxymoron to be a garden hermit. Okay, at least you could play a character. At least yeah, you no, don't exactly. have your like identity stolen from you completely. I mean, as long as that you know, that's something you're okay with is is, is being you're 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 a different form of court jester you're okay wage slavery is not okay at all like but even so like yeah i mean levels of okay what's that i said levels of i mean i mean like levels of okay like if if within the relative world of wage slavery of wage slavery if you're okay with being the equivalent of a court jester but instead of wearing colorful clothes and joking you're out taking shits in a bucket and uh looking like fucking aristotle like <laughs> that level of okay <laughs> i mean they they have the wonderful drawing from here from the, the the late 18th century german whatever dude and the guy's like coming out from his hut and it's and you can tell it's bright and, it, and like the sun's in his eyes he's like what the fuck man mm-hmm. yeah it that does look pretty nice, though. I mean, like he's got he's got like a little paper in his hand, like he's been reading, and he's in his nice little. That's just toilet paper. It's toilet paper. Yeah, it's just an outhouse. He lives <laughs> yeah. in an outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I came out here to shit. Why the fuck are you all out here? We came for some advice, Garden Hermit. I don't know anything. I farmed potatoes. I'm not even literate. Oh, Garden Hermit. <laughs> I bet they wanted old guys in particular too. Like exactly. The big white beard adds to these. Exactly. It's it, it, uh, keyword ornamental. It's all about the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Everything about it, and, and you probably wouldn't even interact with people for more than a couple of moments. It's like a passing. It's like a little like menagerie that you have on a shelf. It's like, oh, look at that! Isn't that quaint? And then we just exactly. move on. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you'd wait for it, like. Maybe uh, you you did have a somewhat reclusive um, employer, and whenever they would have guests over, you'd been like honing this one super sweet monologue, just, just roughing it out, carving it, honing it, making it real awesome. And then when they come by, uh, they're like, "All right, well, go ahead, do do your do your performance." And you're like, "It has been a long time since." And then somebody is like, "Oh, you got blueberries!" And then they just like hightail it to the other end. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah, he blueberries. Look, <laughs> but uh, I prepared this. I'm, I'm not done. I'm not done. Do you want me to keep going? Oh, all right. I'm gonna go back in my hermitage now. I mean, outhouse. see if I care. Yeah. Back to studying, I guess. 
yeah, a little too much time for reflection there. Those are pretty pretty rough jobs. The ones where you just buy yourself for extended periods of time. <laughs> so what do I do? Uh, you you don't do anything. Just uh, you know, s- someone someone comes by and they want something from you. They'll let you know. Yeah, they'll they'll knock on your door and then they'll like run away. And you need to come out of the door, and every time you come out of the door, pretend like the sun's in your eyes, like you've never been outside before. Yeah. And then you want to, like, grumpily, like, kind of, like, hide behind <laughs> yeah. your door, and then just go back in. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> the sun is so bright, I have not seen it in such a long time, for I am a hermit, you see, and I live in this hovel. Well, here I go back inside. Yeah, go go look at the goddamn blueberry bush. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I know you. I know you're not here for me. Yeah. I don't know why they put that goddamn blueberry bush so close to my hermitage. <laughs> Fucking assholes. <laughs> I, every time someone comes down here, I think they just want to say hello, but no, they just want to go and get some fucking blueberries. Not even See if I care. <laughs> It's a lone blueberry bush. <laughs> Constantly have to uh, compete for the guest's attention with the blueberry bush. Yeah, that'd, that'd be rough. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, what do you think, man? You wanna you wanna go and uh, try to find ourselves some some gainful employment as ornamental hermits? I worked worse jobs. You've worked worse jobs than the ornamental hermit? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, it sounds like a step up in that case. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, what's the going rate for an ornamental hermit these days? Probably don't pay much, but, you know, when it comes to, you know, free housing and food, it's priceless. I mean, if the equivalent of an ornamental hermit is an entry-level worker at a fast food restaurant, minimum wage, you're probably making a lot less than they made. (laughs) <laughs> wait who's making less than who uh the fast food worker is making a hell of a lot less than mr ornamental hermit oh yeah absolutely because at least the ornamental hermit can afford rent which a fast food worker cannot yep fast food worker cannot that's God a fact jack that's a fact that's fucked up i feel bad mm-hmm. should we end it here Yeah, let's end it here. All right, if you are interested in getting in contact with us, you can do so by emailing us at cynicempowerment at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you there. You can also like us on Facebook at Cynic Empowerment and send us messages. Or you can tweet us on the Twitter at CynicEmpowerMe1. We would love to hear from you. It would mean a lot to us. And if you could like and review the show from any of the listening apps out there, it would mean a lot to us, and it helps other people find us. Yeah. Find us like that last super sweet little blueberry on that outstretched branch. Forget the hermit guy. It's all about the blueberries. Find it. Love it. Eat it. Enjoy it. Help other people find us like the macaque finds the... (laughs) sweet innocent human child mm-hmm. for its own personal garden hermit <laughs> 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 <laughs>